Hi there, welcome to the Kids Way Podcast. We are a podcast committed to helping kids stay in the way of the King. And if you've never heard of King Jesus, well get ready, you are going to love Him. We pray that you would also learn more about what it means to be on His narrow way. We also use various tools to encourage and teach, from fictional stories to scripture reading, to music and sometimes even bringing in some kids to contribute. You can find us online at www.kidsway.ca and there you will find links to our Facebook page and also other info about Kidsway. Before getting into today's episode, we want to thank Jamie Souls for allowing us to use his wonderful music collection. If you would like to check out more of Jamie's music, you can find him at soulmusic.ca. That's www.solmusic.ca. Well, let's get to the story. We pray you are encouraged and pointed to King Jesus through today's episode. Hey there, welcome back to Kids Way Podcast. I know it's been a long time since we've continued in our story, Shamgar and the Unlikely Bride, but today we're going to carry on into chapter 5. If you recall, chapter 4 was the unexpected return of Prince Joshua as he amazingly rose from the dead and appeared to Ada and to Shamgar and prepared them for the task ahead. So today we will continue reading chapter 5 and also chapter 6 as they are shorter chapters and we will start then with chapter 5 the departing prince we then sang a hymn of praise together and embraced joshua stepped back from the fire and said my beloved the time has come for me to return but you must go and remain in the city until i send my physician to you For when he has come upon you, you will be clothed in power from on high, and he will guide you into all truth and into the path through the desert. Suddenly, as Joshua looked up, suddenly as Joshua looked up, it was as though the sun began to rise in our very midst. And right before our eyes there appeared a chariot set ablaze, drawn by horses of fire. The flame burned with such brilliance that I had to avert my eyes lest they be seared. And I heard Joshua say, I will be with you, and we will meet again in the glorious city. I placed my arm around Ada as the ground began to shake, and suddenly the horses of fire and the flaming chariot were streaming into the sky. As we looked up, it appeared that a star was flying through the night until it was gone. 
As I looked down, the fire was still flickering, and I felt doubt and fear grip my heart. But then I spun my head around as a voice spoke into the night and said, Do not fear and remain here, but return as Joshua had instructed, and it will come to pass as he has said. While I could not place the voice at first, it suddenly hit me. It was Kael, the mighty warrior who was there the night Joshua was killed. My strength came back to me, and as I went to greet Kael, he was already gone. And so we gathered up our belongings and took the torch in hand and made our way back to my father's house. I don't know at what hour we arrived back home, but I was thankful for the cover of night as I didn't feel like explaining the new apparel and the beautiful young woman in the place of Ada. Once again I gave Ada the master room as I slept in the spare room which I had been using. While it took some time for my mind to slow down enough for me to fall asleep, I did sleep soundly as I was tired from the full previous evening. When I woke up, I was very hungry, and so I began preparing some food and thought it best to start preparing the provisions for the journey as well. Shortly after I was up, Ada also got up and came into the dining room. I placed some food before her, and she gratefully ate. After we finished some breakfast, I suddenly remembered the ancient book. I jumped up and went over to the shelf of my father's books. I picked up the book and was surprised at how light it was for its size. Interestingly, none of the provisions given by Joshua were burdensome, but they were light and easy to bear. As I thought about the journey that lie ahead, I was grateful that our burden would be light, even though I sensed the temptation to bring more than instructed rising in my flesh. As I held the ancient book, I looked over the bookshelf containing many of my father's prized possessions things that seemed embedded into my childhood memories. In fact, this entire house was built by the hands of my father. It would be harder than I thought to walk away from it all and leave it to the highest bidder. But I was encouraged when I thought about my own father's willingness to leave it in search of the great kingdom of Mamlaka. Chapter 6. The Glorious Filling as I sat down, I began to read aloud from the ancient book, and we were both filled with wonder as it described a triune God making a world which was an overflow of his goodness and glory. It spoke of rebellion among the mighty warriors led by a being named Diablo, and his deceiving of the first man and woman. It spoke of further rebellion among man and the various judgments of Mamlaka against them. But from the initial moments of rebellion, there was an indication of one who would come and rescue a people, a bride. And I marveled as I considered how Joshua had indeed come and how we have been chosen by him to make the journey to his great city. Ada also listened with much joy and interest. And we reflected on how beautiful this plan of redemption was and how great the wisdom of God is. I felt compelled to pray as Joshua had instructed and asked the great king for strength in view of the journey, and for faith to believe his word as true. We were caught up in the communion of prayer when suddenly we were interrupted by what we perceived to be a terrible storm outside. I was confused at first because it was not the time of the year when we normally had such storms come through. As I got up to look out the window, the door suddenly was opened and light came flooding in. Or at least I assumed the door opened because there was a bright figure who had entered the room. While it appeared that he was set aflame, there was no heat that radiated off as I would have expected, nor did anything around him catch fire. 
we were both speechless as we watched, and then unexpectedly it seemed that there were multiple beings of fire, and one moved towards me and one towards Ada. While it was a spectacular moment, I did not sense any danger or desire to flee, for the same joy filled my heart as the night before when I heard Joshua's voice. As we watched the beings of fire come directly upon us and then seem to actually disappear as we came in contact. And while I don't recall a physical change in my appearance, I will never forget the fullness of joy, of peace, of boldness, of assurance, of love, of everything good and perfect. As I reflected on that morning with Ada, she affirms that it was the same for her. We were so filled that our only possible response was laughter and singing and declaring the marvelous works of Joshua and of his father, the king. We declared the things of Mamlaka in languages we didn't even formally know. Never had I experienced such an abundance of joy and glory, and I felt as though we had been ushered directly into the throne room of God himself. Shamgar, Shamgar, open up! What's going on in there? It seemed that the voice at the door was a dream, but then as it persisted, I realized that there was indeed someone at the door. And as I opened, I was confronted by the captain who came to inspect the loud sound of a storm and then the shouting and singing. We stepped out of the door to realize that a large number of people had gathered and began to ask questions. As I explained what had taken place, they scoffed and said that we had simply had too much to drink and needed to keep quiet. The captain made it clear that if I didn't return to the barracks by morning, then I would be under arrest and tried for neglecting my duties to Arden. He then looked at us both suspiciously and said, Why are you wearing those strange robes? And who is this young woman? What has gotten into you, Sham? You had the city of Arden before you, and you gave up for a homeless, self-proclaimed prophet, and some nonsense stories about distant cities. Don't disappoint me, Shamgar. I responded plainly. My allegiance is to another now, the one who died for me and rose again, the man Joshua. He then struck me with his hand and said, Tomorrow, Shamgar, tomorrow we shall see where your allegiance lies. As the crowd began to dwindle, Ada and I were able to talk about our plan as it was becoming clear that the time to leave Arden was quickly approaching. We decided that we would make our escape that night under the cover of darkness. While the captain knew I was serious about my newfound faith, I don't think even he expected something as dangerous and crazy as heading out into the uncharted desert of Chosek. For this reason, I felt confident that he would likely not pursue us when the morning came and he realized that I was not going to return to my former post. It's one thing to pursue someone through the lush forests going in the opposite direction, but another matter entirely to chase someone across the desert that seems to consume all who enter in. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Kids Way Podcast, and we hope that you return next time as we read from Chapter 7, The Dangerous Escape. God bless you, and God keep you. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Tune in next time and we'll see what happens as our story continues.
Remember, if you would like to write to us or find out more information, you can find us online at www.kidsway.ca. And don't forget to head over to www.soulmusic.ca to find many more songs that Jamie Souls has written and recorded. See you next time. May God bless you and keep you and make His face to shine upon you. Here we gaze on things that are unseen. Through the eyes of faith we see them. Flex your muscles, throw troubles to the wind.